York, New York, big city of dreams. I'm talking, talking, I'm talking straight out. New York, New York, big city of dreams. What's going on? It's Jailers from Nick of Time Show here. Give you that Nick's talk just in a Nick of Time. And it seems like it's been a while, but you know what it's time for. It's time for these gunshots. Damn it. Because the Knicks beat the Los Angeles Lakers 106 100. Knicks didn't have uh, Mitch Robinson. The Knicks didn't have uh, uh, our guy, uh, Derrick Rose. The Lakers didn't have LeBron James. Uh, you know, it happens. And they also didn't have Rajon Wando and others. But it didn't matter because the Knicks take down the Lakers, even with Carmelo, even with Anthony Davis, even with the Furious comeback, even with the 25-point the lead um, being blown, the Knicks still find a way to win. We start off 10-0 in the first quarter, Ryan. 10-0 in the first quarter. Get to the half. And the Lakers chip into the lead. We were only leading by 12 at the half. Then third quarter comes. Third quarter, Doom reinstates himself into these Knicks. Uh, We only end up winning that third quarter, leading by two points. But at the end, even with foul trouble and Julius Randle um, kicking his fifth foul, the Knicks seem to hang on and still beat the Los Angeles Lakers. Kind of in, in, in... a nice, a nice, good, solid fashion at the end. Even we tried to give it away in the last few seconds, but it was some bench players who really took it home for us, man. We're going to break down this game for you guys real quick. Before we even get to the details of the game, you already know what it is. I got to shout out my guy, the man, the myth, the legend, the guy with the stats and the facts. Ryan G in the building. It was a tough game to watch tonight. The Knicks blew a 25-point lead, but at the end of the day, a win is a win. And the Knicks are back on the winning track, so that's all I care about right now. Yeah, exactly. That is all we care about, man. Yo, you know what's funny? You know what's funny about this game, Ryan? The game starts off, and it seemed it seemed like the Lakers took us lightly. Um, and but I still give the Knicks some credit. You know why? You know why, Ryan? Because even though the Lakers take this lightly, there's been times when the other team. Um, is not competing at a high level, and the Knicks still find a way to play down to their level. But this time it was different. It seems like even though the Lakers were kind of like a days ago on the defensive end, we we pushed the ball more in the first quarter. We we um we had some off ball movement like we've seen in the first quarters before, and we hit open shots for the first time in a long time. Man, what did you see from these Knicks in the first quarter? Yeah, first quarter. I like I posted a tweet earlier during the game. I think it was towards either at the end of the first or at least second quarter. I basically said the offense looks much better when guys are actually hitting shots for once, and it felt like that's what happened in the first quarter. The Knicks are actually knocking in their shots. Yeah, there was a little bit more ball movement. Yeah, there was a bit of, a little bit more movement off the ball as well. But I felt like for the most part in the first quarter, it, it was still the same basic Knicks offense that we saw from the first unit. The only thing, the only difference was that. These guys are actually knocking in their shots for once. I mean, what, Fournier hit like three threes or something like that in the first quarter. Yep. And the Knicks and the Knicks were hot. The Knicks were shooting hot in the first quarter, so that's what helped them to you know get off to a good start. But then problem with the Knicks has always been sustaining right what they've been doing. And again, it comes to bite them in the ass where you know in the third quarter. That's when, well, not even in the third quarter. It started to happen towards the end of the second quarter, and it carried over into the third and into the fourth, where the Knicks just 
took their foot off the pedal. Old habits started to return, and the Lakers were able to chip back into the game. But luckily, the Knicks were able to hold them off. Now you're right about that. Evan Fournier had three threes in that first quarter, two real quick ones, too. Uh, finishes the game with 26 points, 24 rebounds, and two assists. Gun Josh and Evan Fournier, we not done with you, boy. Evan Fournier, we done. He's not done. We talked about it last, last game. It's like, I, I feel like um, he, all these guys, all these guys, really, they've done it in the NBA before. This man is still young. He still he hit like 40% from three last season. Movement threes. Um, standstill threes, playmaking. He has all that in his game. It just seems too far-fetched for that to just completely dissipate for the entire year. Um, we've been waiting for some Evan Fournier breakout games. Um, he broke out two games ago, and now he saw another great game after scoring 33 points in the first game in the NBA. I mean, as a Nick, he brings uh he brings uh he brings us let's see uh 20, 26 points today. So shout out to Evan Fournier. And, and even R.J. Barrett. And even R.J. Barrett, you want to add something, Ryan? <laughs> yeah, I was just saying that, you know, because I think I forgot which call it was the other day, but basically saying that, you know, maybe we should maybe maybe we should take Fournier out of the starting lineup and put in somebody else and this and that. And today's tonight's performance shows why I don't want to give up on Fournier as of yet. Because like I said in that previous episode, the guy scored 32 points for the Knicks in, the first, in his first game as a Knicks. So something is there. It's just that there's something within that first unit on offense that's not clicking, which is what, which is where Evan Fournier, you know, is not able to, you know, guess, I, I guess what I'm trying to say is that, like, there's something not clicking within that first unit that's not allowing Fournier to get his right. usual point production. But we, so, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, so, you know. The Knicks at the moment, they're still trying to figure out what to do with the first unit. So it might be a bit too quick to, you know, bench Forney or whatever the case may be. Just, you know, hope that whoever you insert into the starting unit is going to help them to perform better. There's something there with Forney, and he showed tonight that there is something there. Just a matter of getting him involved more in, in the offense. Right, exactly, exactly. And like we said before in some earlier games, we've seen evidence of first quarter ball off ball movement and some open shots. He missed a lot of open shots today. These open shots were hit. Also, it was interesting to me to see the fourth quarter lineup too, Ryan, because um, there was a fourth quarter lineup that involved Fournier, and the rotation seemed a lot more crisper when Fournier was in there with Randall and some of the second unit guys. I think the interesting lineup was quickly Fournier, Toppin, Randall, and Burks. It seemed like he was really sharp, um, even though he didn't shoot the shots. The, the rotations were quicker, um, and that unit played well together. And for the first time in a, in, in a long time, he's played the fourth quarter once again. Earning, uh, earning the coach's trust, and it seems like this is going to be the formula moving forward. Whoever plays well, they're going to play in the fourth quarter, and this has to be feel good for Fournier to be a team high in points today, and hopefully, you can bring that momentum going to the next game for Fournier for real. <laughs> all facts, right there. All facts. All facts. And R.J. Barrett too. R.J. Barrett is, is another guy. He got into a quick start. Um, he had tw he finished the game with twelve points. Got benched in the fourth quarter. But here's the thing with this team. As mostly, as we keep seeing, um, people talk about the third quarter of doom. What do I say on this program, Ryan? What do I say on this program, Ryan? There is a precursor to the to, to the third quarter of doom. It is the second quarter of doom. When the when the starters reinsert yep. themselves back into the game, there is a, a second and a half quarter of doom. And that's exactly what happened today. The things that were working in that first quarter, it seemed like they weren't doing again in that in that uh second quarter uh 
and and Reggie Miller really annoying commentating kind of pointed it out over and over again while watching it on, on TNT. A.B. Bradley's defense really bothered Kemba. Um, there was times he he bottled up um, Julius Randle and doubled him for, for for a few possessions, and the Knicks ended up coughing the ball up and giving up the lead. Did you see anything that uh, that pertained to A.B. Bradley's defense and what the Knicks did wrong in that second quarter, Ryan? Yeah, um, Avery Bradley definitely disrupted the Knicks on the defensive end. But I more saw, besides Avery Bradley's defense and the Lakers' defense stepping up as a whole, I saw old habits rearing its ugly head again. Because right. the Knicks had, when the Knicks got out to that 25-point lead, their ball movement was elite. Like, they were getting open shots. They were passing the ball around. They were getting, they were getting open threes. You know, they were penetrating, able to get to the basket, score. The Knicks were doing everything right on offense. But then, again, like, once the starter unit got back into the game, it's like they forgot what got them that 25-point lead to begin with. And then after that was a bunch of isolation ball. Mm-hmm. It, was a, it was a bunch of my turn, your turn. And then on top of that, with Avery Bradley's defense annoying them and the Lakers stepping up their defense, that's how they were able to get back into the game because the Knicks all of a sudden forgot how to move the ball on offense. Like, they allowed Avery Bradley to – to clamp them up. It's easy to clamp them up when you're playing isolation and doing one pass shooting the ball. So I think it was a mixture of both things, and that's how the Lakers were able to get back into the game. Yeah, it was that, and they went zone too. Oh, like A.B. Bradley, yeah. first of all, um, kudos to him. He changed the complexity of the game. But I, I do feel like between A.B. Bradley and them switching into the zone, the Knicks were kind of thrown off their game, and they were overthinking stuff. They, like before they were just reacting. Th- Sometimes they get in this mode when they're overthinking things, and because they're overthinking, they're passing the 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 ball one beat slower, and it causes a lot of turnovers. And, and at one point, we were winning the points off of turnover battles. I think like uh, eleven to two in that first quarter, and that number flipped in that second quarter, and they were able to catch up. That on top of the fouls. That we were committing. And I don't blame the Knicks all the way. I do feel like we were on the wrong end of some whistles in that second quarter. It got these Lakers back into the game. And that's pretty much um, what I saw. But uh, I, I listen, man. You got to give this Knicks team some credit because they did fight back. Um, Julius Randle himself. Gunshots in the air for Julius Randle, the captain, King Caesar, Julius Randle. He seems like he's found his touch back again. Um, and he's done it by not settling for the three-point shot like he has been in these first few weeks. Julius Randle, he became, uh, he, he actually was pretty good in the mid-range game last season. And that's partly what made him so dangerous and also going to the rim. Like, he mixed up his game today going to the rim. And if you see, I'm, I'm, I'm bringing up the clean the glass stats right now. If you see the numbers from last season on Julius Randle, of course, you already see the crazy 91st percentile from three, which is ridiculous. But you're also seeing this mid-range game. The all-mid-range game, he was in the 58th percentile for power forwards in the mid-range game. Right now, he's at 30th percentile. Uh, in the mid-range games for power forwards, that part has to pick a little bit back up. It seems like the comfort zone 
where Julius Randle is, is that mid-range game. Ross said it before, the pinch post is where he's comfortable. You saw it today. He got busy in the pinch post today, um, taking it to his Kentucky brethren and Anthony Davis. And the other game where we had his enormous game, he's done the same thing and got busy in the pinch post. And that's a lot of reason why I feel like Randle had a really good and efficient game. He's, he seems like he's cut down the large amounts of threes that he was taking uh, over the past few weeks. Sorry. And he's now steadied his diet and getting more of the pinch post and making plays out of that. So would you agree with me? <laughs> yeah, I, I do agree with you. But before I get back to Randall, I wanted to attack something that you said earlier. Okay. Yeah, about the 2-3-0. Because watching this game, I had an issue with the way the Knicks were attacking the 2-3 zone because I think it's basic basketball basketball knowledge that to attack the 2-3 zone, you have to get into the middle of that zone. Right. And then once you get into the middle and the defense collapses, you either got open threes on the wing or you can pass it down low to the big man because the big man is supposed to be able to slip to the basket and nobody's guarding him and then you make that pass and he's supposed to score. But there were times the Knicks corrected themselves, though, which is what I like, but because in, in, when, the, when the Lakers played the 2-3 zone in the third quarter, Burks was attacking the middle of the third quarter, but every time I saw him attack the middle, he brought the ball back out, and I'm like, yeah, what purpose does that sort of break down the 2-3 zone? Like, you're making the 2-3 two, two, zone effective again by you bringing the ball back out when you're in the middle where you're supposed to attack the 2-3 zone. But the Knicks corrected it in the fourth quarter, and I think that's why the Lakers got away from it because the Knicks were starting to get back into the middle, like, and I think there was a play where Obi was able to hit, like, a 15-foot jumper within the middle, like, near right. the free throw line. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, because that's another way you attack the 2-3 two, two, zone with that, you know, jumper in the middle right there. So that's supposed to be open as well. Then I think on the next play, even though Noel missed, Burks was able to, to um drive baseline and then hit Noel in the middle. And then Noel had the wide open, you know, little floater, but he missed it. And I feel like the Lakers saw that the Knicks was starting to break down that two three zone. And that's why they went back to and that's why they went back to man man. But yeah, I, I just had an issue with the way they were attacking the two three zone in the third quarter. But um but yeah, Randall Randall's starting to mix it up now. He's not selling for the three anymore. He's attacking the basket more. And I feel like if you're gonna get the best out of Randall he has to incorporate his mid-range game. He can't just set up threes and make it easy for the defense like that. And I like the fact he was attacking the basket and getting easy baskets. And on top of that, you know, when the doubles come, you know, as usual, he passes the ball out right. to whoever's open and things of that nature. And, you know, Randall definitely played a major role. I think, like, this game's one of the games where I'd say, you know, effort-wise, was one of Randall's, like, big effort games. Yeah. This was probably the... One of the like the second or third um, games where I felt like he had maximum effort for four quarters on both sides of the ball, and I do think this is personal. Like Randall, he he talks about circling games, right? One of the games he circles is definitely the Bucks. Every time he played the Bucks, I definitely see max maximum effort on both sides of the ball, win or lose. Um, the other games, of course, the Lakers. He's been traded for the Lakers. He's he's made it public that he did not like being traded from the Lakers. And I do think that had a lot to do with the extra juice that Randall had today. But um, and back to your your zone your zone assessment. This is the gift and this is the gift and curse of Alec Burks, Ryan. This is the, <laughs> this is the gift and curse of Alec Burks. <laughs> 
<laughs> Alec Burks has turned into Mr. Fourth Quarter. Um and but sometimes with Alec sometimes he I feel like he he um like some of our guards, he gets a little bit shot happy. And he yeah. doesn't make all the right reads and right passes all the time, but he does it enough to make him a threat for this team. And kudos to the coaching staff and kudos to, to um this team for correcting it, but you're absolutely right about the reads and uh, attacking the middle. Even it, there was even a time where um he was in the middle in the first quarter and and he pulled it out, like you said, and it kind of caused a turnover when he actually pulled it out. But um, you're absolutely right about the way we're attacking the zone. I would have to think the more we see it, the more the better we'll get back at it. It still seems like the it still seems like we're hesitant as soon as we see the zone the, for the first yeah. few minutes every time we've seen it, and hopefully that changes. <laughs> For real. <laughs> for real but i need to before but i see some two callers in the chat before we get to hold on but i'm going to talk about one more thing before we get these callers but shout out to everybody else who's rocking with the kid to show gunshots to the people in the chat shout out to mr duarte shout out to picks for timmy shout out to greatest mod in nick's nation history rich alessandor shout out to picks for timmy shout out to my guy Nuggie fresh in the building shout out to my guy press the boss Jell mcgyver uh joshua Weber, rivera everybody else who's rocking with the kot show man thank you please like and subscribe to this channel if you're loving the content that we're talking about so far but one thing i want to talk about man before we get to these callers pivotal moment in these games the knicks fourth quarter we're only up two points tom rolls out an interesting lineup of alec burks who was it? I think it was Alec Burks, Fournier, Toppin, Randall, and Quickly. That lineup, Ryan, it looks really good. Yeah. It, it looks really good. The small – and maybe I don't want to get too ahead of myself because it is the Lakers and they're struggling on certain points, but winning time, they turned it on. That lineup rotation-wise was all over the place. Um, offense, defense – they played for each other. The rotations were sharp from Fournier. The sharpest I've seen him rotate for for all games. The quickest I've seen him move. <laughs> <laughs> Quickly in the top end, you already know their synergy. And 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 Randall causing doubles and spraying it out. That team offensively and defensively seemed to be really well balanced in that fourth quarter. And I really liked it. And it was doing good for us. It started to push the lead. I think we had like a five or seven point lead in that quarter. And then it got to uh, uh-oh moment when Randall gets five fouls and has to sit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and in my mind, I've been, we've been, we've been clamoring about Julius Randall and him having to sit and us being nervous as he, that he's even in the game. This is, this is the time when I'm nervous that he has to sit because I'm liking what I'm seeing from Randall today. I'm like, oh, we needs to be in this game. He has to close it. And he catches four, uh, five fouls in the fourth quarter. And we're wondering who the off where the offense is coming from, and all of a sudden, my guy, Fro Wonder, <laughs> Emmanuel quickly comes out here, hits four three pointers in the fourth quarter, Bruh. oh, and goes off, high pick and roll, pick and pop from three, setting people up quickly. Once again, shows no fear and carries the team for like a nice little like three or four minute span. <laughs> wow, like man, what do you, what do you think about this fourth quarter? And what do you see from quickly, Ryan? Because I, 
I was hoping he would finish the game even stronger. He kind of ran in the gas, but man, without mm-hmm. these points, I don't know where we would have been in this game. Yeah. Um. Well, first and foremost, I do want to say that you know Obi and Randall together uh, in the same lineup. I understand why Thibs went to it because there was no Mitchell Robinson, there was no Todd Gibson, so it's kind of like you know, and it's not like Noel. It's not like Noel was having a great game, so. You know, that gave Thibs the opportunity to use Obi and Randall, but I feel like this is something that Thibs definitely needs to look into. Yeah. To doing more into the future because they seem to work really well together. And yeah, quickly pretty much saved the Knicks in that fourth quarter because it looked like the Knicks were gonna be like the Knicks were gonna really struggle to try to hold on to this game down the stretch and then quickly just exploited for a quick twelve points with those four threes and I think that pushed. I think yeah, the Knicks pushed the lead back up to twelve before you know the Lakers made like a little late run, but they couldn't right. you know, over, overtake them. So yeah, quickly. Matter of fact, I just want to big up quickly, right quick, because quickly has shown up like at the beginning of the season. A lot of Knicks fans were worried mm-hmm. because they saw quickly was also a slow start and wondering you know whether you know we need to we need to bring in McBride or and sit quickly, whatever the case may be. But quickly has shown that. He's still here. He was just going through a cold stretch, and now he's definitely performing. And I think it's to a point now where Dix is going to have to find a way to find quickly more minutes. It's going to have to find a way to get Obi more minutes. Like, there's no justifying not playing these guys at least 20 minutes a game. Right, and that's the minutes they got tonight. Quickly with 21 minutes on the night. Obi topping with 21 minutes on the night. Obi showing you something, too. He, 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 you already know he got the win running from Obi. Um, he showed you a nice mid-range jumper, and he showed you the defense once again. I was pretty nervous. You know, we had we had uh, Nurens Noel in there with AD and OB. I'm just like, here we go. This is the time where it could get ugly. But nah, the Knicks really, they really pulled together, and I'm really proud of the second unit. The second unit, um, it, it had a, they had a slow start to the game, but they end up without Derrick Rose, the leader of the second unit mob scoring 38 points, um, 38 to 28, pretty much same old, same old business as usual without Derrick Rose in the lineup. So gunshots for this second unit for holding it down. And also Alec Burks, who was playing point guard for most of this night, who played pretty good defense. Um, and, uh, he, he played a long stretch of point guard where I didn't like everything he did. But he still had his Burkish moments <laughs> where he hit clutch threes, where he makes these layups where you, fig- where you figure how the hell did he make that layup and, sp- and spin the ball off the glass with English yeah. and Spanish, but he finds a way to do it. <laughs> <laughs> but, yo, shout out to the second unit, man, and these Knicks. Big win that we definitely needed because uh, we got some games coming up. That's going to be some- a barn burner after yeah, Thanksgiving. Yeah, it's going to be rough. It's going to be rough. <laughs> yeah, I, like the next game, I think, is, is it Phoenix or Atlanta? I, the, I, I know the next two is Phoenix and Atlanta, right? Yep, we got Phoenix on on Friday, who's Jeez, been on five yeah. year. <laughs> and Atlanta on Saturday, which, uh, I mean, you know, and normally, you know, I feel like we, we we can still beat Atlanta, but coming off the back-to-back, it might be a little trickier, you know? <laughs> yeah, Atlanta's struggling right now too. Atlanta didn't, you know, they, they're not off to a good start. So that game, that game might be 
that game is winnable for the Knicks as long as the Knicks play like how they're supposed to play. Exactly. It's definitely winnable for the Knicks going into the ATL and handling business. All right. Now, callers, 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 let's go. First caller up, announce what your name is and where you're from and what do you want to talk about and address Knicks Nation with? Hey, Jay Ellis, Ryan G. It's JR. What's going on? Calling from Florida. Originally listening to BX, I already know. Kind of sitting in the building. All right. I just All want right. to say, man, good night, man. Good night. This is a great next win, man. Amen. And this is how they have to play. This is how they have to play all the time. Not just when they're playing against Hollywood. Like, they got to get up like this all the time. You see all these boys want to get up as soon as the Lakers come to town. They want to get their hair done. I ain't see. <laughs> I swear, all I saw was fresh hairlines, fresh cuts. Everybody looking fresh. Everybody ready to go. You know what I'm saying? This is how they got to get up. You know what I'm saying? They they in Broadway. You know what I'm saying? They they, they got to get up like this all the time. You know what I'm saying? I agree but, with um, you. I feel, like, I feel like I need to clarify something. Um, this is really for my man, Rob. He's not really in the building tonight. But uh, last time I called, I mentioned something about um, looking at the front office. Mm-hmm. And um, I feel like I had to clarify exactly what I meant by that. Like, I'm not implying that by any stretch of the imagination, Leon Rose is doing a bad job or he hasn't been extremely prudent with everything that he's done, adding cast space and, and doing stuff like that. What I meant is, we signed this man, Evan Fournier. Y'all, saw, y'all see what he did tonight, man. And I hope this is the last time I ever got to mention that man's name. Because I'm tired of this man. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Y'all see what he did tonight, man. And I feel like the whole game, they were trying to get him the ball. They were move like he was moving off the screen. Yeah. And they were trying to get him the ball in the first quarter, in the second half. They were trying to get him the ball. And that's what it needs to be. I said look at the front office because I'm operating under the assumption that Tom Thibodeau is walking lockstep with these boys. Like like I don't remember ever seeing a front office and a coach being disunited, like having us having a united front like this. Right. So I'm assuming that everything that all the all the moves that we've done that, that we did this last offseason were ran through Tom Thibodeau. He was on board with everything. They had a plan, mm-hmm. and this is what he was going to do. There's no reason why the main person that we got to help Randall, because obviously we needed offense last year, so um, the main person that we got was Evan Fournier. There's no reason for him to only take seven shots in a right. game. There's mm-hmm. no reason for him to be sitting in the fourth quarter. If, if he's not going to play four quarters, if he's only going to take seven shots, then I'm going to be like, yo, look, why did why they, why we sign this guy? That's what I meant by, like, the front office. Why do we sign this guy? Like, we have to make sure, like, and if you, if you recall, Jay Ellis, I'm just saying, we got to feature Fournier. We got to feature him. Yeah. Because I feel like Julius Randle can get his offense off in six seconds or less. Like, ideally, you want him getting into those ISO possessions later in the shot clock when you can't get something easier. But Fournier yeah. needs the ball moving the screens. You got to, like, kind of, like, set him up to be effective. So we have to feature him. If not, he's not going to be worth that money. If, if we don't feature him and make him and use him. And, and also, and this one is probably less fair, but, um, you know, didn't Drake learn his game from William Wesley? Is that, is that not where he learned his game? Because, I mean, we got Wesley. I, I, look, you see the, the Bulls are being investigated for tampering. Yo, I want some tampering for the Knicks, man. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care. Who we got to do? Who we got to send to what hotel room? I don't really care, yo. I just want these players by, by any means necessary. You know what I'm saying? And, like, and Wesley's not there just to collect a check and, and, and appear in terms. Nah, man, he got he to gotta use his connections, man. If he got to tamper, he got to tamper. Do you think in Chicago... Measure to the Eastern Conference Finals, 
You think they're going to care if they get docked a, a draft pick for tampering? You like, like listen, mm-hmm. guys. <laughs> you guys think any like if, if they win it all this year, are they going to care if they get in trouble for tampering? No, I don't think they're winning all this year though. Though, but that's another story. <laughs> no, I'm just saying, yo. I'm just saying, yo. Listen, man. I've been through all. Like, my. I'm not even gonna say ups and downs because I'm 32 years old, my guy. Right. And I started watching the Knicks in the early 2000s. You know what I'm saying? So like, I wasn't even. I can't even say that I enjoyed the UN era and stuff like that. And like, as a kid, I was more into the Yankees. You know what I'm saying? Being Dominican in New York, you know, so I was more my sport at first. So mm-hmm. all I've seen, all I've seen is horrible, horrible presidents and GMs. That's all I know. I'm 32 years old. That's all I know. So um, it's obvious. Wesley is, or um, or Leon Rose is the is the best GM we've had since I think since Donnie Walsh. Because mm-hmm. I think Donnie Walsh had us in the right direction. Yeah. Until, you know what I'm saying? Back in those days, how the way that uh, Ken Dolan would meddle. Right. You know what I'm saying Leon Rose is getting is getting the. It's getting the you know what I'm saying, the opportunity to do it all under his watch. So so now I'm look, I know we've been abused, you know what I'm saying, but I'm still gonna look at you. I'm still gonna look at you. <laughs> I, you got the next PSD going. Park, I got it. Park, my guy, real talk. If we're at the park, right, and we're picking up a squad, and you got every phone you standing right there, and you got the roses standing right there, who y'all gonna pick? Don't even lie. Who y'all gonna pick on your team? Um, the roses. <laughs> I mean the roses. Yo, just yeah. keep the one thousand. Let's keep it one thousand. This is yo, the... that's all I'm saying. So, that's all I'm saying, y'all. That's all I'm saying. Sometimes feel... we could be too smart for our own good. You know what I'm saying? Like right. yeah. like not drafting Michael Porter or or somebody else to try to sit to try to go on Kevin. Right. Kevin right. Knox, huh? He got ten million dollars. Sit down, listen, I feel you. Talk. I have I have a few. I feel you, man. You make good points. I have counterpoints though. I know we got other callers, so I don't want to be too too long with it. But here's here's what I'll say. For one, the the lockstep between the front office and the coaching staff, right? I do still believe there is lockstep between the the coaching staff and the front office. Um, I do also believe that Tom has been a horrible GM. And that's part of the reason why he was let go with the Timberwolves. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I think sometimes they make calls on their own based on data and all this other stuff, right? But here's the thing. Here's the, here's the main thing. Um, Jeff and Gutty had an interview, and he talked about why he feels like the Knicks are successful. And w- the thing that he said was even though the, the, the front office and the coach are together, he says he believes that they let Tom coach and they don't tell him who to put in and who to take out. So even though, you know, we're, you know, we're pissed because he's this big paid man. He's on the bench. Even though they brought him here, it's up to time to play him. Like they're, not, they're not the coach. And if Evan is not playing well, if he's not shooting shots, I don't disagree with putting him on the bench for the time being until he gets it together. Now, today it worked. He got it together. Um, hopefully, he's lots of fire up under him. Hopefully, he gets more aggressive. And hopefully, just the team chemistry starts to come together and we start to see he'll start to see where his shots are coming from where randall's shots are coming from and where everyone's shots are coming from as a whole and it's sometimes it takes these things take time but hopefully all that comes together eventually that and that's one thing the second thing i want to talk about is the rosen to evan fournier thing the rosen is a really good player very very good player i don't take anything away from him but i do feel like the rosen is a better fit for the bulls team than the knicks team like like even and and, and not to say not to say that he wouldn't be great in a Knicks uniform. I just think 
the pieces that they have on the Bulls, his skill set matches that team better than ours, which is <laughs> because they have like their main star is is a, is a shooter. He 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 lives on the perimeter. He already is shooting forty percent from three and, and things of that nature. And for and he, they also have a center that shoots three. For for us, it would have been a different fit with a, a, a traditional center in Mitch Robinson, and you know. <laughs> And so, and so then we ha- then we then we'll end up with two non-shooters on the on the starting lineup instead of uh, one, which is so. I get why the Knicks did what they did, and even though DeRozan is having a phenomenal year and the Bulls are great and they deserve all the credit, I still feel like they, he's just a better fit for that team than ours. <laughs> yeah, and I just want to add. Yeah, I just want to add something else right quick too. Like, trust me, I'm on board. You know, I wish the Knicks would do some tampering and to get some of these, you know, big name players. But I think the way but I think the way the Knicks front office is operating right now, like they just want to make sure that they have people here on reasonable contracts. So because I feel like the Knicks front office is waiting for the big, big splash. Like they're not just trying to like sign a DeRozan or or sign a Fournier in this case. Like I feel the Knicks are, are looking for a big, big splash. <laughs> so, and so, so, it's, so it's like they're just trying to like, you know, in the meantime, they're just trying to get pieces that they think will fit together and that will make Knicks, you know, at least a reasonable team. Mm-hmm. You know, probably a good team, maybe, you know, like a, just, you know, a playoff team in the meantime. And then when that door opens where a disgruntled star, you know, wants out or whatever the case may be, then, you know, then that's when I think the Knicks will do their tampering and get that guy to come to New York. So yeah, that's my. <laughs> so you see, you say we're tampering next year or two, Ryan? That's what you say. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> Shout out to World Wide West. Hold on. If you're watching this video, man, make sure y'all like and subscribe and, and share this on your socials, man. We gotta, I'm saying, appreciate these guys for what they do for giving us this, like you know, what I'm saying this awesome next content. Let's make sure we show our appreciation, man, and get the word out there, man. These are, this is the crew. This is the show. I'm about to cop this. I'm about to cop that hat. Next next game I go, I'm coming with the hat. All right. I'm not rocking the show, man. This is the show right here, man. And whenever y'all get big, now trying to be up on that phone, whenever, you know what I'm saying? Whenever, I know y'all going to blow up even way more than y'all already blowing up right now. So keep doing what you're doing, Jay Just Keep doing Ryan G. You know what I'm saying? Keep doing your thing, man. Much love for y'all boys. Y'all boys, take it easy now, man. Good night, y'all. All right, salute. All right, man. Thanks. Salute. Salute to my guy, man. You already know, man. He plugged the hat. You already know where to get. DickTimeShow.com slash catalog to get your KOT hats. Mine is on backwards today, but the logo is definitely on the back. You already see my guy, Ryan G, rocking it. All right? Next caller up. Uh, state your name. Where you from? Good evening. This is uh, Louis from New Jersey. What's this going on, Louis? I'm a long time Knicks fan. I've been a Knicks fan, I think, before I could talk. Oh, oh wow. That's a long time. <laughs> yeah, yeah and, I'm, and, I'm, and I'm pretty old. Well, somewhat. Yeah. All right. The Knicks did have a great game against the LeBronless Lakers, mm-hmm. quote unquote. But the thing is, they got so far ahead that, you know, they just seemed like, they seemed to be like a little too cocky, a little too complacent. And that's how they were able to, you know, have that lead slip. They mm-hmm. can't allow themselves to be so complacent when they build these big leads, you know, the 20-point leads, the 25-point leads in the first quarter. Remember, that's in the first quarter. And when you get, you know, so overconfident, you kind of lose that momentum and you allow your opponents to get back, and that's how we've lost some of those games with those big leads. We can't, they can't allow it to happen. If they're going to be able to stay in contention, they have to be able to keep that pace up through the entire game because that is what they've been missing, right. you know, prior to, like, uh, last year. When we when we hired a new, when we hired uh, Thibodeau, who has uh, turned this uh, fortunes around, 
you know, if you can put it like that, because, you know, I, I've seen the coaches in the past from, like, uh, 2003 on when we started to, you know, fade out and just be miserable year after year. You know, you know, every year it's like saying, you know, we're going to win, we're going to win this, we're going to go to the Eastern Conference Finals, but, you know, somewhere you get lost it with, like I said, with the general managers and uh, horrible, tra- uh, bad trades, coaching decisions, you know, that all adds up. Right, but they have to keep they have to keep the pace up like tonight in that game. I agree. I was I was yeah. Yeah, I was getting a little worried, you know, when they were chipping away. Like, well, they blew up that big lead in the first quarter. That allowed some time to get back. Mm-hmm. But you know, if they can if they can keep that where they were in the first quarter, they're going to win more games. And I think they could beat Atlanta. I mean, they beat Atlanta the regular season last year. I don't know what happened in the postseason, but Atlanta just you know just seemed to bow back. But I don't think the Knicks. Uh, uh, will make that same mistake again. I think they found their flow and can find a way to beat Atlanta. Yeah, I, I hope yeah, so. For you Hawks, Hawks fans, I'm sorry. Yeah, I, <laughs> I hope so. It's on a bat-to-bat. That's the only thing that worries me, but I do feel like we're in a better place this year than Atlanta, so I do feel like that game is winnable. But as far as the – I know we talked about this before, but as far as the, the consistency thing, yeah. that's always been a main point for us. But I, I we do – like I said before, Ryan, I'm not sure what's up with this first unit. I'm not sure if they're out of shape or if they don't have the legs, but it always seems like the first quarter they play one way, and when they get reinserted in the game in that second quarter, all of a sudden they play another way. And I'm not sure if they don't have the legs to keep up that same pace um, of off-ball movement plus the defense plus the rebounding for the for the entire minutes that they're supposed to, but it seems like they always seem to lose lack concentration and lack motivation in that second quarter and also in that third quarter mm-hmm. as well, right? Ryan, I know we talked about this many times before. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know what the issue is because usually when, you know, you sit down and get rest, you should be well rested to come back to the game and, you know, play at that pace that you played early in the game. I don't know what the disconnect there is, but um, whatever it is, Thibs is going to have to figure it out because if the Knicks played, like if that first unit played with that same energy, you know, throughout most of the games this season, the Knicks would have been 10-8. The Knicks would probably be like, Thirteen and five, or something like that. So, right, yeah, whatever it, yeah. whatever it is, Steve's got to figure it out. Exactly, and like even Kimball Walker, Alec Burks played a lot of minutes today. I think he played like third, played a lot of minutes in the third and the fourth, and it got something to a point. Like that, yes. It got to the point where, you know, this is the time where you probably would insert Kemba when you don't have Derrick Rose. And it seemed like he was scared to reinsert Kemba. He inserted him in the game with 30, uh, what, 35 seconds left to go? <laughs> okay. But, like, when guys when the guys are playing well and they're able to do that with longer stretches of time, I think we'll see more of, of those guys for sure. For sure, man. Yeah. Anything else to say, man? Thanks for calling. This is your first time calling, right? It is the first time calling, but um, I am no stranger to Block Talk Radio whatsoever. Oh, got you, got you. Oh, you found okay. us on Block Talk. Uh, oh, I looked up the site. I was uh, looking for some other shows that I've called into over the years, and I I found yours. Um, I guess you can say by accident. Uh, oh, that's what's okay. up. I, uh, I pre- I've been I've been, a, I've been a member of Block Talk now for oh, let's see, what time is it now? Um, it'll be six years in March. So. Uh, I've I've been on countless uh, shows through the years, and they even have my own show. Uh, oh, surface up. Oh, absolutely. Oh, that's what's up. That's what's up. Okay, well, well, kudos to you, man. I started out though here, though. I started out Black Talk though, but moved to other ones after that. Got you, got you. That oh, that's yeah, interesting. On, that's interesting, man. Well, salute yeah, to a, you, I'm man. A, I'm a veteran. Got you. Salute, yo, salute All to right. you, man. Well, definitely um, follow us on um, on YouTube as well, man. 
the Nick the Nick Tom show on YouTube. Oh, you're on YouTube. Yeah, hit, hit us yeah. on YouTube, Nick Tom show on YouTube. Yeah, I'm on YouTube actually. I'm on actually on YouTube as well. Um, I'm part of a uh, a Thursday show uh, called the Walker Report, and we're on we're on YouTube uh, now actually. You oh, can look at you can look this up. All right, well we should I'm look on my ugly mug shot there, but uh, <laughs> hey, I'm there. All right, that's the stuff. We'll look each other up. Down below. We'll definitely we'll look each other up. Maybe we, we, we'll do some cross um, cross channel um, talks right there. Maybe we'll do some of that. Well, um, I if you got time, I can give you my number for the uh, for my Saturday show if if you like. Okay, you know what? Um, stay on the line. Um, Fritz, can you take his number? I'm not. Can you take his number down for us, Fritz, on the back end, and we'll definitely do that to you and, and get to you. All right. All right. All right, cool. Appreciate you, man. Salute to you, and yeah, thanks for man, calling thanks in. Thanks for calling in. Thank you. All right. All right. Dope, dope. All right. I know we got another caller. Next caller up, man. Before the next caller comes up, shout out to everybody who's rocking in the chat. Shout out to uh, We Surveyed. Shout out to Picks with Timmy. Shout out to JT Riddick, who's always here, all 82 for my guy. JT Riddick. Uh, Vibe Shop. Uh, DJ James Reed, a.k.a. Reed from Flatbush. And everybody else is rocking the show. And D-Nice, I know you said he, he left. But shout out to you, even though you're not here. You're here in spirit. All right? Next caller up. State your name, where you're from, and what do you want to talk about today? Yeah. What's going on, fellas? Welcome on, Ryan. What's Boy, JT, of course. All right. All right. All right. A uh, couple takes, couple takes. Good win. Good win. Um, good win. Great win. You know, everybody going to say we didn't have, they didn't have LeBron, but it is what it is. So? W, I'll take the W. <laughs> uh, yeah, <laughs> exactly, exactly. Yeah, but just uh, just just going off of like what y'all was talking about before, like this is a primary example of like how the first unit looks when everything's falling, everything's working, and it seems like we see you know they can't they can't get it together when things aren't. It's like they don't have a real floor general to like right. take charge and lead and like lead the game. It's easy for it to slip from their hands instead like unlike the second unit, which, you know, um led by D Rose. So I you know, like we like we said earlier, we've been saying all season, like who's gonna take that who's gonna take that role? Like I know Randall Randall is the lead of the team, but floor general may not be his role. That's really what it seems like with this first unit. It's like people don't know right. their positions because then they because then like somebody in the chat said for real is like if things don't, if, things, if shots aren't falling, they start playing hot potato. Everyone, everybody want to ISO. Everybody want to, you know, like just it just it just doesn't flow well. And I like okay. Randall's game today, and I hope he he watches tape and plays like that more throughout the season. Where it's like he's played bully ball, but he doesn't, you know, when he when he goes for his um when he goes for his one on one, he's not so far like out in the perimeter. He's more, you know, he's more close to the rim. He could just he could just do do his business. Right, right. Second right. of all, like y'all was saying before, I don't know. I guess they haven't hit up Styles P yet for that pharmacy for life because I don't get it. I don't get why they be gassed. That joint, it just be killing me. It be killing me. So um, you see what we look like without Rose, what the second unit look like without Rose. You see how much the first unit was playing. And I feel like if Rose was healthy and the second unit came, we could have definitely kept our foot on their necks. But we mm-hmm. have to get better at that. We have to because if we are a playoff team and we continue to play like this, there's no way we're going to make it to the second round and do anything because we're going to be so busy we're going to be burnt out by, like, if we even make it to a game seven. So, this hopefully that they figure it out because at the end of the day, we're not going to be alone figuring it out. The other teams are going to be figuring it out. Look at what happened with Atlanta last year. Atlanta yeah. looked sorry last year, and then they got to the playoffs. They figured it out. They made it all the way to the conference finals. Exactly. Um, next point I have is 
OB, basically our big, even Randall. Even though Randall got his game, those guys got to hit up Hakeem Olajuwon or something because it just – am I the only one who gets frustrated when I see they got a little guy on them and it's like, I don't know if they just keep skipping leg day. Like, yo, body him in the paint, go up and flush <laughs> it or easy layup. Like, just hit him one time with the shoulder. He should be flying into the state, into the stands. Yeah, yeah. And it's like they, yeah. just, they, never, they never can execute. So that's something that's just like – that, that that I see more like I, I saw Obi. Um, I saw Obi do that. He does that a lot. Same yeah. thing with Noel, Mitch. Like Mitch gained a hundred pounds for what? Just dunk more throw sticks, bro. You should be like. <laughs> so I know I'm getting. I know I'm nitpicky, but I'm getting nitpicky. But just it's just it's just something. It's just things that you just want to look at because like we know what this team is capable of. Like I keep saying, I'm not. I don't think it's fool's gold. I don't. I think that we definitely. We we deserve that excitement that we had earlier in the season, and we just they just got to execute. Like we just I don't know what it's going to take for us to execute. But like I said, we always here. Mm-hmm. All eighty two. All eighty two. Everybody make sure you hit that like. It's everybody make sure you hit that like, subscribe, share, whatever you got to do. Get this channel with love that it deserves. I agree with the other caller. Definitely give me a snapback so that way when I'm on the when I'm on the game, I'll be hollering, showing out, shouting out KOT. All right, all right. Y'all have yes, a good sir. one. Yes, Peace. Sir. I'm out. All right, salute. all right, man. Thank you. All right, yo, salute, salute, salute. Like my, like, like, like my guy always says, man. All good points as usual. Skipping leg day is interesting. Uh, you know what? Even Randall, like, I feel like he, Randall was adjusting to being called for these stupid fouls in the post because you know the refs, they uh, they're letting a lot more contact go, and I feel like Randall's been on the. Everybody talks about IQ, and him not being able to draw a foul, but I do feel like Randall has been getting hacked sometime in the post posting these younger these smaller guys and not getting to the foul line in regularity but, but i mean he's getting the respect too he's getting the respect now though so I, I do feel like he's he's starting to turn around for him but all good points for my guy jd you want to say something ryan no all thing i was going to say is you know yeah randall and obi i do think they need to do a better job on on the guards when they end up guarding them in the post but you know, Randall, Randall still got the bully ball in him because he definitely bullied Anthony Davis in the paint today on that one play. When Absolutely. My, when my guy Joe baseline and bumped, and bumped him to the side and went up for the easy layup. So, I mean, it's, it's there. The bully ball is there. Yeah, the bully ball is there for, sh- for sure. And these other guys like Obi. Obi is not a post player per se. I think he, if he gets more touches in the post, then he'll get more, a little bit more comfortable with doing sorts of things like that, Mitch, Mitch as well. That's just going to be time and patience and, and development for those other guys. Randall, though, he he's he's being back in the post. I think he'll be fine. All right, next, oh, next caller up. I think we got one more caller to go. Um, let him know what your name is, where you're from, and what do you want to talk about. Okay, uh, can you hear me? Yes, sir. Yeah, loud and clear. Jay Ellis, this is uh, Stanley Nowak. I've been uh, with the chat. Uh, nickname is Stan Novak. Yeah. Def- uh, I just want to. Hey, how are you? I'm good, Listen, man. Um, I just want to tell you, as old New York City radio guy, that uh, I I posted this in the chat, and uh, you are a pro. You're great at talks in the talk format. You know how to handle the callers. You're fantastic. Oh wow! Thank you. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, well, what I wanted to do is uh, I wanted to just comment, stay on quickly, Burks and Fournier. Um, and um, that one caller that I don't know what he was on, 
speed, uh, hyperspeed of whatever he was. He was moving along, but he was correct. You you got to run plays for Fournier. Mm-hmm. That's the kind of guy he is, mm-hmm. and he's obviously more comfortable with guys like Burks and uh, Quick getting him the ball. Then, and I don't mean to pick on the guy because he's a New York City guy. Um, I'm from I'm from Orange County in the town of Warwick, so I'm 50 miles northwest of you guys. Right, but. <laughs> New York fan all the way because That's right. well I'm in New York. We'll take you. We'll take you. But, <laughs> I mean, but I mean, you know, and and of course I've been in Knicks games and I was lucky enough to sit in in, uh, in the boxes a few times. Uh, but I got to tell you, um, you get a you got you get guys like Burks and Quick that can that can uh, spread the floor. And but what I mean by spread the floor is. Uh, Kemba will take a shot from three right behind the three-point line. Right. Quick and Burks will take it from a different area. (laughs) Right. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I mean, I mean, they you have to dial their number if you want, and and you say, are you taking a shot? Yeah. Okay. Fine. (laughs) And and it's it's going up. Um, and, And that's what I mean by spread the floor. You do that, and then you can run your 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 plays for Fournier, and all of a sudden Fournier makes sense as a pickup for the Knicks, and that's how you have to use them. I agree, I agree. Yeah. All, all good points, man. And also, you also have to people have to also realize too, there is still a guy here named R.J. Barrett, and I do feel like oh yeah, love R.J. Yeah, no, I love R.J. too, but I do feel like there's still this thing where we're still trying to figure out. Who gets the shots and who gets the touches between Evan and, and RJ? And sometimes it's well, like R- my his turn, your turn. But I think that's been part of the problem too of figuring out that rhythm. <laughs> well, I think the deal is because RJ is picking up the hardest defender in his size. Uh, he, he's not a strict two. Right. Um, he's playing three. He's playing two. He's playing ping pong. Fournier is an inch taller. Uh, but I mean, he is playing defense. The two guys we got from well, that were Celtics, you would think would play together. Fournier, use him right, he's fine. Kemba, I love him, but I mean, I would honestly—I hate to say this—but I would honestly set, trade him for a second-round draft pick. Oof. Now, as far as the Lakers go tonight, I would. I mean, you know, I mean, because he he just he just doesn't have it, and he's six foot. How does a six foot point guard guy guard, you know, six four, six five point guards? You you just can't. You physically can't. They'll shoot over you. At yeah. least quick is six three and a half, um, and plus he's yeah. got that. He's got that big side to side move, and you know, um, you know, he'll 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 fake to one side, and all of a sudden he's six feet over uh, on the other side, and he's taking a jumper on you. Yeah, Kemba doesn't have that anymore. <sighs> yeah, man, it's, it, I'm I'm struggling with it, but I'm struggling with it myself, man. Like you see flashes of it where you're like, okay, he's getting to the basket. You see, he has a little bit of the handle. Um, but he's starting. It seems like we're not going to be able to play him for long stretches, 
So it's a concern. Who? It's definitely concerned for me, man. It's definitely concerned for me. Who Kemba? Yeah, it's, it's, that's what yeah. it's looking like. It's looking like we can only play him for short stretches right now. I'm I'm sorry. I mean, we're we're only playing him for short stretches for one reason, because he's Kemba. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. Okay. I mean, you're you're paying for the name. I'm sorry. You know, and yeah, they didn't have LeBron, but we didn't have Big Mitch. Who uh, would have would have stopped some of those dunks from AD, and at least one or two? You, I mean, AD wouldn't have come down the lane if he's got to run into uh, a pile of muscle like Big Mitch, right? <laughs> and and he, I mean, jeez, it's like running into a brick wall. Absolutely. And um, and Derrick Rose too. Yeah, missing Derrick Rose too. And, exactly. And what is the deal with Derrick Rose? I don't know why he's out. Uh, you know, they you said guys ankle know? injury. Ankle injury. I, I wonder if I wonder if he, he ankle was tweaked the last two games because he's been off the last few games. So I always wonder when he all of a sudden he's ended the next game, and we don't see when exactly the injury happened. If that was like a an injury that happened before and he was playing through it, you know. <laughs> what well, you know? It seems that Tibbs needs proof of concept, and he got it tonight with Burks and quickly. Absolutely. So maybe that'll wake him up. And uh, I'm going to leave the show. Both you guys do a great job, and uh, I enjoy watching. All right. Salute. Thank you. Salute to you, man. Salute to Steve, man. Uh, shout out to everybody who's rocking with the show. Stan, Stan, Stan. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. Stan, Stan. I'm sorry. My apologies, Stan. Shout out to Stan, man. Uh, everybody who's rocking with the show, definitely appreciate you. Definitely appreciate all the kind words. We, we, we grind hard at this. We grind hard at this. And um, we do this for you guys and for Knicks Nation, and it's fun. It's it's fun, and I'm glad you guys are receiving it well. All right, great man. We finally got a win. We finally we finally got a yeah. win. Um, one more thing before we end. And shout out to Delano Smith. I see you, Delano Steele. I'm, I'm messing up all the names today. Shout out to Delano Steele. <laughs> 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 I see you in the chat. I don't think we have any more callers left. Ryan. Yes, sir. Do you have any ooh or bruh picks today? I have one bruh pick. Okay. It happened tonight in the game with the Knicks and the Lakers. You got quickly. He was playing good tonight, but it was one play where he pulled a Julius Randle from the previous game where I don't know what he was seeing, but he he was driving to the basket, passed out to the wing, and nobody was there. I don't know if somebody oh. there was a Bruh. I don't know if somebody in the um in the um front row had on that black Knicks jersey and he's and he thought he saw somebody, <laughs> but again he threw it he threw it into the stands. Nobody was there. That's the bro right there. Now you're right, yo. That's a good catch. Cause yo, I was thinking the exact same thing. It's like yo, he just pulled the exact same thing Randall pulled before. Cause you know the Knicks did have the black jersey, so maybe he saw the black jersey and confused it with a ref too. I was thinking maybe that's what happened, but I couldn't understand why he even passed it there, which was was just insane. But yeah, yeah for real. But yeah, good patch for that bro pick, man. Absolutely, absolutely. I got an ooh pick. My ooh pick for today is the half court was the half court alley oop from yeah. Emmanuel quickly to OB Toppin. I don't know whose head he dunked it on, but oh. that was the ooh pick for me today. For sure. For sure, for sure, for sure. <laughs> all right, all right. All right, yo. That yes, is sir. that is our show, man. That's our show. Uh, Ryan, let them know where they can find you, sir. You can find my Instagram at Sir G is chilling. Sir G is chilling. That's S I R G is C H I L L I N. You can also find me on Twitter at Ryan G K O T. All right. 
Now you already know you can find us on Twitter at the KOT Show. All right, you can find us on Instagram at the Nick of Time Show. You can find us on Facebook as well at the Nick of Time Show. You can also find our blog at the Nick of Time Show dot com, and you can get these get these snap blacks and blue and orange, black and white at the Nick of Time Show dot com slash catalog as well. And yeah, man, we're gonna be here each and every game, all eighty two. We talking Knicks basketball right here at the Nick of Time Show, and uh, next game up will be against. The Suns. The Suns have been on a rampage. Yeah. <laughs> Fourteen and three. What? What? When are, they, are they still? Cause I know they was on a ten game winning. There was on some crazy winning streak before. Lord. Yeah, I think, I think it's twelve right now. Whew, up to a twelve game winning streak. Um. Yeah, but you, you know what though? They do for a they loss. Do. They, they do. do. They, they do, do for a loss. Yeah, they do. Though. They do for a loss. <laughs> <laughs> you right? We here, Ryan. We <laughs> coming at them. I feel you yes, on sir. that. I'm feeling you, man. We're going for a two-game winning streak because we cannot lose against the Hawks. I already know Randall will be up. Noel will be up. This team will be up for the Hawks. The Hawks are struggling. I don't care what minutes we play on on Friday. We, they're getting our best punch on Saturday. All right? But, yes, yeah. Sir. That is our show. Shout out to J.R. Costa. Shout out to Michael Moss. Shout out to Metaphysical Logic. Metaphysical, you got a you got a rap right. Your name is Metaphysical Logic. You sound like a rapper. Metaphysical Logic. Shout out to Boost Mobile. Shout out to Robert Rivera Jr. Picks for Timmy, Sam Fraud nine two nine, and everybody else is rocking with the KOT show. That is our show. We are out of here. Peace. Oh wait, Peace. and I. Oh, wait, and as always, I forgot. It's a mess out here. All right, that is our show. We are out of here. I'm coming, coming, coming straight out. New York, New York, big city of dreams. In, 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 in,